Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Uh, it's our year to see the glory of God. Amen. And uh, we were not created to uh, be ashamed. We were not created for shame. We were not created for obscurity. We were not created uh, to be backwards or to take the back seat uh, uh, at life. But we were created to display the glory of God. So at Builders Church in the year 2024, we have declared that it is our year to see the glory of God. Hallelujah. And then for the month of January, uh, we have declared that uh, this is our month. Uh, the theme that we are laboring on is uh, see the glory. And uh, you see the glory through developing a vision for a glorious life and a glorious destiny. So on our first Sunday of 2024, we labored on what do you see? We labored on what do you see? And uh, last week, uh, again, we labored on a clear vision. Somebody say clear vision. So that's what we labored on. And this morning, uh, please allow me to talk to us under the subject, a covenant house. Somebody say a covenant house. A covenant house. Now please turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel chapter number 6 verse number 11. 2 Samuel chapter number 6 verse number 11. The Bible says the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obedidom, the Jittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obedidom and all his household. Verse number 12 uh, says, now it was told King David, saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obedidom, and that belongs, and, and all that belongs to him, because of the ark of God. So in other words, this blessing did not come because Obedidom had a wonderful family. This blessing did not come because Obedidom was a, a cute uh, a man. But this blessing came purely because the ark of God was in his house. And he continues to say, so David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidom uh, to the city of David with gladness. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Bless us and let it proceed with power and with authority in the name of Jesus, even unto the transformation of our lives. We thank you for fresh anointing to both hear your word and to speak it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, a covenant house is what we are talking about. Families matter to God. Amen. Your relationship with God is the first most important relationship, but second to that is that with your family. Family is very, very important to God. God created families and God wants to see our families thrive and they need to be important to us just as much as they are important to God. So 
just as much as we always teach that we need to fight for our relationship with God, as much as I said it's the first most important relationship ever, and I said second to that is that of your family. So also your relationship with your family is worth fighting for. So I'm going to ask you that even as we continue, even as we are going to pray for families, even if maybe you don't have a good relationship with your family, I ask that you may just open up your heart so that at least you can receive that grace to be able to somehow Go and fight for your family because family is important and it is worth fighting for. Family dynamics differ from family to family. Under the sound of my voice, I know that there are families who are maybe widowed. There are families who are maybe a, a child-headed. There are families who are maybe, uh, maybe they, 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 they are headed by a single woman or a single dad. You know, there's a single dad, there's a single mom. And in most cases, we put emphasis on single mothers. But there's also single fathers. There are fathers who are raising their children with great grace and integrity and uh, also that is family and also there is family which is the kind that God ideally he always had in mind even in the beginning and that is where there is a mother and there is a father and there are children just like we saw with the Mohapis. Isn't it a beautiful thing? I'm sure those who are still young growing up or if you are old enough probably you were inspired. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be inspired. I'm sure you were inspired. So it is a very, very critical thing and it is what God would want us to do. It is in the will of God and we need to also take it seriously and love it and admire it and pray for this kind of institution. Somebody say amen. amen. So family is very, very important because family uh, in most cases, not in all the cases, but in most cases, that is where you get your most support. In, in your family, that's where you get the most uh, support and also in your family you know for instance even if there is god forbid a reason for you to fall back onto something family is where you fell you fall back on why because family is a foundation that is placed by god for us to be able to maneuver around it and also be cushioned by family. It is God's strategy to take care of us. Hallelujah. To take care of us. God created family so that then he can work through family to take care of us. That is why sometimes uh, in, or in most cases, the love that you experience at home is the kind of love that you wouldn't get anywhere else. So now it is the, the, the unconditional love that comes from family. And family, as I said, is a place to fall back on no matter what you, you have become or did not become. Ideally, that's what family is supposed to be. 
Family is supposed to be a safety net that when I went out there to become something and I did not become it, I can come back home and say, unfortunately, as I went to become such and such, it did not work out for me, but I can come and recoup. And recoup. Can I just be home and just find myself? It's a safe net, ideally. Somebody say amen. So that's what God had in mind. That even if you're a husband, you went hunting. When I'm talking about hunting, you went hunting. And unfortunately, instead of coming back with what, with what uh, 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 the children and the wife are going to eat, you came back with a scar. Family is supposed to be a safe space to say, it's okay, we will eat whatever is here you will try again tomorrow already I am talking to somebody who thinks that uh, Abu Baba superheroes they are however at some point we need to also give them some kind of a break family is supposed to be a safety net because when somebody is trying for real they deserve support Unless they are not trying. But if there is someone trying, they deserve support. So family is supposed to be that safety net that we can fall back on regardless of whether we became what we wanted to become or we did not become what we wanted to become. And when you die, the first thing they ask, where is your family? Where is this person's family? The friends, praise God, they are friends who have become family. But in most cases, it's family that is supposed to be called to say, eh, what do we do now? Because there is no one else who can be able to make decisions about you in your death except family. So family is very, very important, both biological, extended, and even spiritual family. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, last week, we already established that we need to have a clear vision for our families, for our callings. We need to have a clear vision for our lives, for our families, and for our callings. So it is very important for the purposes of our presentation this morning. We need to dwell in the fact that it is critical that we also have a a vision for our families. If you're a, a, a father in the family, if you're a, 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 the leader of the family, regardless whether you're a woman or a, or a man, a man uh, it is very, very important that you have a vision for your family. You need to ask God uh, to show you uh, where is this family supposed to go? Because there is a glorious destiny for each and every family in Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. So you can go to God and say, Lord, as much as I've asked you for a vision for my life, now I'm coming to you for a vision for my family. What is the role that I am supposed to play so that you can be glorified in and through my family? Because the Bible is clear in saying where there is no vision people 
perish. Same with families. Where there is no vision for the family, people are going to perish. Why? Because we are going to just try, uh, we are going to be just doing trial and error all the time and we, are, we don't know what is it that we are aiming for. But it is important that we must have a vision for our families so that we know what is it that we are believing God for. How is the outcome of our families going to be ideally in our vision? And that can only come from God. Somebody say amen. amen. So it's important that we also make sure that we develop a vision for our families. Now God has established this institution of marriage or this institution of family in order to establish, uh, to establish the family unit. God wanted the family unit because everyone says that whatever is happening in the family is going to affect the community. And whatever is happening in the community is going to, 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 to affect the whole nation. So family is important because that's where everything starts. That's where we learn values. That's where we learn behavioral patterns in the family structure. So it is very very important that we understand that family does not come from somebody who sat down and had a good idea to say that I'm going to love this person I'm going to make this person my wife and we are going to have children but it was God's idea God wanted to make sure that there is this family unit so that he may be glorified and he said he seeks a godly offspring. That is why he established um, this family um, he established this institution uh, called family. So God is for families. Amen. God is for families. Amen. You might think that because your family has gone through a lot, maybe God does not love your family. But I am here this morning to let you know that God still loves your family. Amen. And God loves your family and God is interested in bringing your family amen. together. Somebody say amen. amen. So he, he, he established this, this institution so that uh, it can be a safe environment to bring up children in the ways of God and to raise a generation that will honor God. So in other words, God seeks honor from our families. In the, in the, books of, in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 22, verse number 6, the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from him. So we need to train our children. We need to train them in the ways of the Lord. Because no matter where they are, they will remember what is it that uh, my mother or what is it that my father said. And uh, even when you cannot reach them, even when they cannot talk to you about certain things, they will know that there is a God who loves them. There is a God who seeks to take care of them. There is a God who cares about what they become. And they are going to be able to call on the Lord. There is a scripture that I like uh, that says when I am afraid, I will call unto the Lord. So it is critical 
Bible that we teach the next generation, we teach our children that there is a God who cares about them as much as we care for them, but he cares about them even the more. So it is very, very important for them to understand that even when we are not around them, to cushion them or to maybe even uh, wipe their tears and maybe they are afraid and they are far from us or maybe it's things that they can't tell anyone about or they can't even tell their parents about. The critical thing of teaching our children about the Lord is the application of the scripture that I have just quoted which is in, in the book of Psalms that when I am afraid I will call unto the Lord because how many know that even as you walk through this journey of life sometimes things happen and you become afraid and when you are afraid and there is no one around you then the children or when you have grown up you remember that actually my mother told me there is someone who is always with me that I can run to whenever I am afraid or whenever I am happy. Somebody say amen. So it is critical that we train up our children and the Bible is clear in the choice of words. It says train up. So in other words, God is giving us the responsibility to work on the training material. Whenever you are sent to training at work, there is always a material that you are given. Uh, uh, I'm glad that the friend of mine is here. She's in training. She develops. I'm a, I'm developing material. Nah, it's okay, my friend. You, you develop a, a, a material for training. And I'm sure there are many others here uh, who have been in that kind of a setup or maybe who work uh, with training material. You develop that material, you sit down and you develop that material and then uh, uh, whenever you are going uh, uh, to meet the, the trainees, you train them according to what you have established. This thing really works. So it is very critical to understand the choice of words here that the Bible is using in this book of Proverbs, chapter number 22, where it says, train up a child. So in other words, you don't just randomly pick anything. You develop proper material that is going to cause your children to become that which God wants them to become. That is going to set your children up for destiny. So that no matter where they are, they can know that the Lord, you know, even if they, God forbid, go astray, but they will know what is it that my mother drilled in me, that my father drilled in me. And they will remember because it says when they are older, they will not depart from it. Once they, the going gets tough, you remember what, what is it that has helped me before. What is it that has helped my father before? What is it that has helped my mother before? So it is very critical that we develop a material that will take care of our children even if we are no longer available or no longer there to take care of them. And that material is only God because he's the only one who lives forever. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today and forever. You might tell them about maybe the uncles. You might tell them maybe about the aunts, but the aunts as well can go 
and leave your children alone without even becoming that which God wants them to become. Not that the uncles maybe are, are wicked. They are not. Not that maybe they don't love your children, but they do. However, they are limited because they are men. So let me tell you something. The best thing that you can ever give to your children is the Lord, the knowledge of the God who is omnipresent that no matter where your children go, they can know that there is someone who is not physically uh, 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 disabled who can be able to help them. Somebody say amen. Omnipresent. Omnipotent. The one who can reach your children where you can't reach them. Train up a child in a way in which they should go. Train up. It's a responsibility that requires preparation from our side. What is it that I'm giving to my children? Will this be able to sustain them when I'm not around? What is it that I am teaching them? Will that sustain them when I am not around? Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. Chapter number 54, verse number 13, it says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. How many know that the best thing to have in this generation is peace? And it can only come from the Lord. It does not even come from the cars we buy them. It does not come from the clothes we buy them. It does not come from the material things that we give to them. It can only come from God. As much as God uses us to refresh them, to love them, and to show them kindness, and buy them nice things, it's a good thing. However, there's something called peace that money cannot buy. And that thing called peace comes from God. The Bible says he is able to even give the one that surpasses all understanding. What kind is that one? That even if all the circumstances around you does not point to peace, but you are at peace. He is the one who is able to provide the kind of peace that causes Jesus to sleep in the storm. Right in the middle of the storm when everyone else said that Azela, everyone else does not know what, what to do. Everyone, Jesus is sleeping. Hey. The one that surpasses all understanding. Hey. Because you wouldn't understand. Like how come? Yeah. I mean even the bed is shaking. I woke up when there was earthquake in the east. <laughs> how many of us woke up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. many of us. You, you are deep sleepers. Eh? You, you did not? You, you woke up mom? Yes. I woke up because it, it, the earth was shaking. The, it was as if the windows and the doors were breaking. And it lasted less than a minute. But the way I, I, I was, I was like, yeah? Jesus, are you here? Maybe he's coming back because Bella is not going to tell us. So I thought maybe it's, it's now is the time. I was like, oh, Jesus, come on now. I need, I need to live more. I need, I need some things. <laughs> come on now, please wait. 
You know, because you, you are human. You know, it surpasses all understanding. The peace that Jesus had in that boat. When everyone was like, Jesus, how come you were sleeping? They were asking because they could not understand the peace that surpasses all understanding that Jesus had. So that's the kind of peace. It it goes to that extent. That even those around you will not understand. How come we are all uh, 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 having turmoil in the inside of us? How come we are all feeling like we are drowning? But there is peace. Uh, uh, You are going through the same thing. But there is peace. You are going through the most like everyone else. As there is a saying that is going around. Which means many other things that we are experiencing in this journey of life. They keep saying Yes, but there is a dimension in God that is called the peace that surpasses all understanding and it comes from God and any one of us under the sound of my voice can reach out for it so that we can experience it and pass it to the next generation because you cannot pass what you do not have no, I always say, especially when I talk to leaders, uh, 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 I think it was temple builders, if I'm not mistaken, I said impartation does not ask for permission. So your children, whether you want them to do better than you, they will not if you don't give them the right impartation. Because it's not, impartation is not going to ask for permission. It's just going to kick in. You will see your child becoming you right in front of your face. And you'll be like, oh my God, what have I done? But praise be to God that today you came to church. And uh, God is telling us about the importance of giving our children the Lord. Who is able to give them the peace that surpasses all understanding. That when everyone around them is doing certain things and they are going through certain things and also even your children, they are going through certain things. But the peace that surpasses all understanding guides their hearts. Now, families are to glorify God. First Chronicles chapter number 16, verse number 28 says, Give to the Lord all families of the people. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Families are one of the institutions that gives glory to God. Remember we said God even chooses a place to manifest his glory. Families also uh, is an institution where God wants to be glorified. So when we take note of our families and take our family lives seriously and even develop a vision, as I said earlier on, then God will honor that because it will glorify him. Each time we have families that are intact, we have families that are at peace, we have families that are teaching the next generation the the correct things, then God is glorified because those who are wandering around us will point the glory to God. They will say that, you know, we know so and so, but then we didn't know that something like this can come out of him or can come out of her. Why? It is because of God. They will then remember that he's been talking about the Lord. He's been talking about this God that is 
is helping him build his family. No wonder his family has turned out to be like this. And then God will be glorified. So in families, God wants to be glorified. Amen. That is why it is always the enemy's ultimate goal to destroy families. If there is anything that the enemy does not like, it is the institution called family. He does whatever it takes. That is why we must also do whatever it takes to make sure that we keep our families in a healthy state and we keep our families glorifying God all the time. He hates this institution called marriage and he hates this institution called called family, this unit called family, whatever family is or whatever family means to you in the sense that as I counted earlier that there are many family dynamics but the devil does not like that because he knows that whenever we are divided we can be conquered. Be it the family in the church or the, the biological family or the whatever kind of family, uh, the enemy will always try and turn the children against the parents or the parents against the children. Have you ever been in a situation where you sit down and you wonder, but what is it that is going on between me and my mother? It does not make sense. When you sit down and take stock, you are wondering, but literally there's nothing that has happened that could make her to be so hostile towards me. When I sit down, there's nothing that can really cause me to, uh, 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 to understand why is my relationship with my father the way it is. It is because the enemy is fighting the units. Yeah. 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 He does not like the unit or the institution called family. So he wants to scatter every time whenever the enemy sees the potential of a family coming out of a, to glorify God. He is going to attack with all that he is. But this morning we are here so that we can fight back. Ah, there's a song that we sing in this church that says God is fighting for us. He's pushing back the darkness. So the enemy tries to charge towards us, but we are also this morning have come to church in the presence of the Lord to fight back, to say we understand that God loves our family units and therefore we are not going to allow the enemy to have his way when it comes to our families. Somebody say amen. amen. We are not going to allow him because God wants to be glorified through our families. Imagine if God can single out your family and say I want to receive glory from this family. So from whatever it is that they have been going through they have been maybe a laughing story of the society but God can turn that around because we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask or think there is no family unit that is beyond the power of God there is no family unit that is beyond uh, 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 beyond repairs if you bring it to God Somebody say amen. amen. God wants to be glorified. Let me tell you something. I don't know how many stories I have heard of families fighting one another. In fact, others go to an extent of 
even practicing witchcraft on one another. It is not because they hate each other, but they think they hate each other. They don't hate it, they hate each other. They are just being used by the enemy so that this unit does not stand and glorify God. He is after the glory. Remember I said the other week when I was uh, uh, preaching here, uh, if you will remember I said the enemy actually did not have a problem with the couple goals, yeah, Adam and Eve. Yes. <laughs> After the glory. No. After the glory. So he does not want God to be glorified in and through our families, but he's a liar. This morning, God is going to be glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. God will be glorified. So in the same way that sin caused the shortfall uh, 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 in the Garden of Eden, in the glory of God, because the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, so is the family issues. They are busy hiding the glory of God through family. Because I don't know about you, but if we can start from the corner over there and, and, and even to the overflow outside, there will be someone who can tell us a very big story about an issue of a family member or an issue that is going on in their families or an issue that has happened before in their families. It is because the enemy does not want the glory of God to be seen through this institution called, mari uh, called marriage or called a family. He does not want the glory of God to be seen. So it is our responsibility this morning that we heal. Because now we know that it is not the person who offended you. Remember, even Jesus himself said to his disciple, whom he loved very much, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he knew it's not him, but he is being used. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Uh, the enemy uses our family members so that then the God in our families is not glorified. So that God in the family unit is not glorified. He wants to hide the glory of God. So I urge each and every one of us under the sound of my voice that you heal and you heal quick. And healing quick means because it is the glory year. It is the year to see the glory of God. You do not want to miss the glory of God because you are harboring unforgiveness in the inside of you. I have already taught you right now that it is not because of them being wicked, but it is because the enemy does not want God to be glorified. And you don't have to maybe go and eat dinner with them and eat lunch with them or whatever the case may be. But the work, the critical work that needs to happen is is the work from the inside of you. The work to forgive the situation, to forgive the place, to forgive the person. Forgive because I always say in, in, sometimes you harbor anger and bitterness towards a place where your family used to be, but you are carrying that place to whatever place you go to. That's the unfortunate part that you can leave KZN and come to Joburg and only to find that KZN is still in the inside of you. 
So it is important that no matter what happened to you in your family unit, today the key in establishing in your life and seeing the glory of God in your life and seeing the glory of God through your family is to forgive them. Whoever it is, and they don't have to apologize. Because forgiveness is for you. God wants to be glorified. Let me tell you something. I heard someone once said uh, that even if you don't come from a stable family, let a stable family come out of you. Let it come from you. Even if you come from a toxic family, let a healthy and a God-loving and a loving and a beautiful family come from you. You don't have to be like your past. You can easily move forward and forge forward, but the key is in forgiveness. Some of us have been harboring these things in our hearts. You wonder, I try by all means, but they don't seem to be satisfied. Forgive them and allow God to do his work. There is a part that you need to do, but there is a part that only God can do. Somebody say amen. So it is important that today as we pray for our families, we pray from a place of forgiveness. We forgive them. Some of us are harboring anger even against people who have died a long time ago. They passed away a long time ago, but we are angry. We are angry. Some of us are even angry that they passed. And they they passed and left us with our relatives who did not take good care of us. We had to survive. We had to hang by the thread. And thank God that the thread has caused you to be here even today. Somebody say amen. So it is very important that we forgive and let go. It's, it's, it's the most difficult thing. But it is the most liberating thing that will glorify God. Forgive and release. And as we are going to pray, we are going to pray for them. There is no sign of forgiveness that is more than saying a prayer for someone. There is no way that you can pray, you can say a prayer for somebody that you do not, that you have not forgiven. So you can forgive them. Some of us are wondering, where did our father come from? Because really, how did I get here? If they say I don't have a father. Surely I do. He's somewhere. Where? I don't know. But he's somewhere. But he chose not to love me. Or he chose not to like me. Someone might be sitting here and saying that they told me that's him. And I went to talk to him. And I was so happy to finally meet him. And he rejected me the second time. I wish I had not even known him. Others, it's mothers, left them. But let me tell you something. There is a God who wants to be glorified through families. Forgive. Forgive. It's, It's the key to seeing the glory of God. Through whichever family unit that God is going to give to you. Because in marriage, God can restore family. 
in friendships, God can restore family. In church, God can restore family. But for you to be able to be plucked in the family that God would want to give to you, you need to forgive and let go. Somebody maybe thought, I finally have a family unit. But the wife decided to leave me. Or the husband decided to leave me. Let me tell you something. There's a God who restores. Don't run away from family. Family glorifies God. Don't run away from family. If the father of your children left you with the kids and you had nothing, love those kids. Don't see their father in them. Still, God can be glorified through that family. Still. Still, God can be glorified. We are standing. We are going to pray. Let us stand. It's okay. Yes. Many family issues. But the ark is here. You can take it with you back home. The ark speaks of the presence and the glory of God. It speaks of the glory of God, which is, you can just put it here. Yeah. Thank you. The Bible says the ark of the covenant was in the house of Obedidom for three months. And by reason of the glory, they were blessed as a family. Let me tell you something. This thing that is here this morning, you can take it back home with you. Young or old, mother, father, child, sister, brother, whoever. You can take it back home with you as the ark of God, which is his glory. And his glory manifests through power, presence, and prosperity. Your house can prosper and become a covenant house, just like the house of Abedidom. Because you have taken the presence of God through forgiveness and letting go. Because anger and the presence of God cannot coexist. Unforgiveness and the presence of God cannot coexist. That is why when our sins were upon Jesus at the cross, God looked away from his one and only begotten son. The one whom he loves so much. The one whom he says, I am well pleased. However, when unforgiven sins were upon him, he looked away from Jesus. How much more will we be able to carry the presence of God with anger and bitterness in our hearts? But there is a possibility this morning as we are going to Take Holy Communion and pray for the prayer requests of all the families. Please forgive. Let us close our eyes. 
we are going to pray before they serve Holy Communion. Just a moment. It's not nice what your family has gone through. It's not nice what you have gone through. It's not nice how you see family. It's not nice the experience that you have of family. But let me tell you something. Uzziah died through the same presence, through the same ark. But Obedodom was blessed. Through the same ark. Don't die in anger. Don't die in unforgiveness. Don't die in bitterness. Will you allow God to work in your heart and forgive? As I said, I still maintain you don't have to go and have dinner with them. But forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is for you. Just say a short prayer before we serve the Holy Communion. Say, Lord, I forgive. You don't have to mention it. You can mention it at home. You don't have to mention it now. But just by faith, declare, Lord, I forgive. It's not easy. But I want you to be glorified through this unit called family. Because one day, a godly family will come from me. From my friendships. From me belonging to a local church. But if I have not forgiven the unit called family, I will never be able to experience the glory of God that comes through the unit called family. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.